Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Can we take anything away from the Milwaukee Bucks win over the Philadelphia 76ers? 21's best baseball rivalry lives up to the hype on Thursday. Plus, with the 28th pick in the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, the New Orleans Saints select. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The top of the Eastern Conference playoff race tightened a little bit last night with the Milwaukee Bucks getting a 124-117 win over the Philadelphia 76ers. They have closed the gap to just two games in the loss column behind Philly. Joining me now from Locked on Bucks, Kane Pittman. And Kane, this was a game. Philly's coming off a back-to-back. They look like they had some dead legs. No Ben Simmons. How much can we actually draw from a game like this where Milwaukee, to be fair, looked really good for most of the game? Well, Peter, I think Marcus Johnson on the local broadcast in Milwaukee said it best when he obviously mentioned the fact that Ben Simmons wasn't there. And he said, well, that's not our problem. And I think that's exactly <laughs> right. It's not the Bucks' problem tonight. Necessarily, it's it's probably not necessarily the game that you take a lot away from in terms of what a playoff series will look like when both teams are healthy. But when it comes to the standings, it doesn't really matter right now. The Bucks at least open the window a little bit to get back in the race for a top two seed. And as we've seen all season long, there's been it's been very rare when you get two top teams together and, and both squads are healthy. It's just been the nature of this regular season. So certainly not a great schedule for the Sixers here to get to have to travel to Milwaukee on a back-to-back. There's no doubt about that. But Milwaukee just took care of business. The other thing is Milwaukee, they, they shot the lights out 55%, almost 56% from the floor, 50% from three. But Philly shot well too. They shot over 50%. They shot 44% from deep as well. Even with Ben Simmons, I mean, Philly got to 117 in this game in part because the fourth quarter was an absolute slop fest. It does seem like Milwaukee, when they get their role players playing like this, that's when we see the potential here. And and those guys need the confidence as we head into the postseason for Milwaukee to get to where they want to go. Yeah, well, Bobby Portis obviously was the big one tonight with his 23-point season high, 5 for 5 from 3. And I thought it was nice to see him have that type of performance because I think during the season, as much as you bring up the point that they're going to want these guys to basically hit open shots, they're they're the opportunities they're going to get offensively, but they haven't necessarily done that against the better teams this season. So to see uh, Portis have this breakout night against a, a fellow contender, I, I think will be a huge confidence boost for him because you you pretty much know what you're going to get from Giannis, from Chris, from Drew Holiday, but it's going to be those types of guys, whether it's Bryn Forbes off the bench that can knock down some shots, obviously Bobby, Pat Connaughton. If those guys can have contributions, that's when Milwaukee becomes seriously difficult to outscore. I mean, win, yes, but it's because you're not going to be outscore them because it is a high-powered offense when they're shooting it well from the outside. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, 2021's best rivalry lives up to the hype on Thursday. That's next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. 
Anthony Davis returned for the LA Lakers on Thursday night, scoring just four points in 17 minutes, but the night belonged to the Mavericks as they continue to try and claw their way up the Western Conference standings. Nick Angstead with the Lockdown Mavericks podcast here. The Dallas Mavericks get the win over the Los Angeles Lakers, a big one for them. They are now tied for sixth in the Western Conference, tied with the Portland Trailblazers, and only a couple games back from the Lakers now. And if they win their next game against the Lakers coming up soon, they will get the tiebreaker against them as well. Massive going down into the stretch. Luka Doncic didn't score in the first quarter, but he was brilliant throughout the rest of the game. 30 points, nine boards, eight assists for him, three steals also was playing some pretty good defense. The big story in this one is going to be Christoph Porzingis twisted his ankle and left the game. He was walking around. Rick Carlisle afterwards said that he was not walking in a boot or anything like that, but it doesn't seem like he's going to play Saturday against the Lakers. So we'll see what happens with him. That's kind of the way that we work with Christoph Porzingis. It's always we'll wait and see. Kemba Walker matched his season high with 32 points, and the Boston Celtics rolled over the Phoenix Suns 99-86. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast. Boston Celtics come up with a huge win over the Phoenix Suns as they make their claim for the fourth seed. Vintage Kemba Walker game here. He had a couple of days off. He missed the last game. He's not playing in the back-to-back. So he went all out here, and he carried the Celtics on a night where Jason Tatum didn't have it. Again, big win, important win, because there are some very winnable games coming up in this stretch as the Celtics try to climb in the standings. Atlanta Hawks star point guard Trey Young was diagnosed with a grade two lateral ankle sprain and is expected to return once swelling and discomfort are gone. Young was injured Wednesday night in a 137-127 overtime loss to the New York Knicks. He had 20 points and 14 assists against the Knicks before turning that ankle when he landed after a shot with just over a minute left in the third quarter. An MRI on Thursday revealed that ankle sprain. The Hawks are currently the five seed in the East with just tiebreaker separate them from the Boston Celtics, who have the same record. The Yankees won and scored six runs? That doesn't sound like the 2021 Yankees to me. This is Stacey Gossoulias, the host of Locked On Yankees, and here I am reporting on a win. I know I can't believe it either. The Yankees won 6-3 against the Cleveland Indians tonight. Domingo Herman came back, pitched six innings, a little bit of a rough go at first, wasn't entirely his fault, and then he settled down, had a good outing. The Yankees were able to score six runs tonight. That is unheard of lately. They were down 3 nothing early, and it seemed like one of those games where, uh-oh, they're down three runs, this is over, and it wasn't. Gleyber Torres was three for five. Aaron Judge had three walks. Kyle Higashioka hit a big home run. It was a good game all around. It's what you want to see. I mean, okay, the beginning of the game was iffy. There was some shoddy defense, and then they turned it around. Everyone in the lineup made it on base. Rugi Odor had a big hit, and if they weren't hitting the ball, they were at least walking and getting on base. That is the big key for the Yankees offense. So let's see if this can continue. We'll see. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for this weekend on betonline.ag. BetOnline All Access, Drew Butler and Nick Bai here taking a look at a possible finals preview this weekend in the NBA as the Phoenix Suns head out to Brooklyn. And Nick, I like the Suns for one reason. The Nets are so banged up. They're vaunted big three. They've only played seven games together. I love Chris Paul's leadership, the experience that he's bringing guys like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. I think the Suns continue to roll and give me them over the Nets this weekend. Drew, I'm right there with you. It's just hard to back the Nets with how banged up they are. 
The Suns have the best road record in the NBA. I love what Chris Paul has provided this Phoenix Suns team. An edge, leadership, and then I like in crunch time that you got two closers in Devin Booker and Chris Paul. So I'm right there with you. Give me Phoenix over Brooklyn this weekend. Head on over to Bet Online for all your latest lines and odds. To check out the full list, head to betonline.ag where you can bet the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and the NFL futures. You name it, they have it. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. It took an incredible double play late to lift the San Diego Padres past the LA Dodgers in a thriller. 3-2, to two, as thrilling as a 3-2 to two game can be in April, truly. Javier Reyes from Locked On Padres joins me now. And the thing about this game is the Dodgers got off to the start that we thought they would, 14-4 uh, and four coming into this game. The Padres, because of injuries, they just haven't been able to be what we think they can be. What are you able to take away from a game like this, with all the caveats, of course, being that we're still in April? I guess the thing you could take away from this game is it's still, the sport of baseball still is the sport of baseball. What I mean by that is we have the injury to Denelson Lamette, which we got somewhat good news that I kind of don't even trust, which is that apparently they're going to put him on the IL for 10 days and then make his start. Today, so that happens, but you have this disastrous kind of sweep against the Brewers where nobody can hit the ball. Three straight strikeouts with the bases loaded. And then you go in and beat the best team in baseball in a really close game with a guy who is young and inexperienced in these type of, uh, you know, starting roles in Ryan Weathers. And for him to go out and uh, he didn't win his matchup against Walker Bueller, but bottom line is he did get the edge tonight. It's just a reminder that, guys, it is early and things can change quite quickly, especially for a team as deep as the Padres. We know that this lineup for, for San Diego, they've got guys who can really mash it, even if we haven't seen the best of someone like Fernando Tatis Jr. here. Yeah, absolutely. And Tatis, you know, he gets a hit tonight and gets a stolen base. Not going to lie, when I saw him take off, I just get nervous. That's the whole thing with the Padres now, right? Where like, I'm nervous about the team in terms of when it comes to the health things and the thing with Tatis' shoulder. I'm nervous about Lamette. We already have Adrian Morajon on the thing. But in terms of, you know, like the, the team making the playoffs, I'm still optimistic. And, you know, I see Tatis running into second base and I get a little bit nervous, but he slides in standing up and he ends up getting a stolen base there, which ends up leading to a Grisham or a Machado single. I'm sorry, that drives him. And Grisham hits the home run later on. It's moments like that that really just remind you that it's still a long season. There's still so many different things that can happen. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game, just an absolute duel between Darvish and Clinton Kershaw. That should be one to watch for sure. If the Padres go on a little bit of a run here, do you think we might look back at that double play and say that was the thing that sparked this team? It could be, especially because a team like the Dodgers and what I'm really looking forward to last year, that maybe this Brewers sweep is equivalent to last year's Diamondbacks sweep. They get sweeped by Diamondbacks, walk off hits against Emilio Pagan and all that stuff. And everybody's like, we're doomed. We're 11 and 12. And maybe this year's this this Brewers series is the same thing as that. We bounce back from the Brewers series and, you know, kind of beat this juggernaut Dodgers team up a little bit. And hopefully they can just have a good series, see some more life from the bats and get the same excellent pitching that's always been there. And you know what annoys me, Pete, is that there's going to be like 10 teams every year that either overperform or underperform the sample size. And like one of them end up being legit. And then the people will say, look, I told you. It's like, but we'll remember, it's only one of those teams out of 10. That's like a 10% clip. Bottom line is it's still a sport of baseball. It's still early on and there's still a lot of stuff to be excited about with the Padres. Coming up with the 28th pick in the ultimate mock draft 2021, the Saints select... Cue the Day is next. 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they just keep adding flavors. I get a box once a month from them with with new flavors. Marshmallow churro is this new flavor that's on its way. Unbelievable birthday cake. I can't say enough about how delicious they are. I was traveling over the weekend, some long car rides, and read for a Built Bar. And you satisfy that little sweetness craving, and you don't feel guilty about it. It's not eating gummy bears or, you know, whatever else. It is stuff that is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber to give you good energy, lasting energy because of what they put in it. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 is not yet complete. We still have much more to come here, but that means we get to talk about more picks. And joining me to talk about the Saints at 28, host of Locked On Saints, Ross Jackson. And Ross, you had some interesting options here at 28. Which direction did you go? Oh, yeah, I did have some interesting ones. I, I thought maybe to go the the wide receiver route for the Saints. You know, the Saints have been an offensive team forever under Sean Payton. Drew Brees, maybe, you know, Drew Brees gone now. Try to get another weapon for one of these uh, quarterbacks, whether it's Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. It's Jameis Winston. Uh, but, you know, maybe go ahead and get him another weapon over on the offensive side. But I decided, you know, this has been a team that's actually hung its laurels a bit on the defense over the past couple of years. The defense has won more games than an offense that has been sort of stifled a bit uh, in terms of how the the depth of play that they're able to achieve on the offensive side. And so with that, I decided to go and take a look at this depleted defense that has needs on all three sides. And I went with uh, linebacker out of Tulsa, Zaven Collins, for this one. Was there any thought to, hey, um, I we're not sure who, who is the long-term solution at quarterback here. There are some names we're hearing now. Kyle Trask from Florida mm-hmm. could sneak into the back end of the first round. Davis Mills from Stanford is yep. the hot name right now. And even Kellen Mond, you know, yesterday mm-hmm. we heard a little, hey, Kellen Mond buzz. Now that's this is the time of year for that, right? Like right, as always we hear one quarterback or two quarterbacks like hey, you know, they could be going into the and it's like, okay, they go up in the third round. But did you give any serious consideration to that here? No, not really. I mean, I didn't really give much of a thought at the quarterback position. This is a team in the New Orleans Saints that are that's very loyal to their signal callers. And the reason why I look at it that way is you have these two quarterbacks in Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill who in their own ways have already sort of paid their dues to get there. And the battle for the quarterback that spot, it it goes beyond just what they do on the field, right? Like who gives them the best opportunity to win certainly is the largest portion of the decision, I'm sure. But it comes down to who does the right thing in front of the microphones, who does the right thing in the locker room, who's the best leader, all that. So you're already starting to see that battle between the two of them get started. So I didn't really look at muddying up the waters when it comes to an already murky situation of the first quarterback battle in New Orleans for over, over a decade at this point. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot because mm-hmm. the draft starts less than a week from whenever people are hearing this. Give me your best guess at who the pick is because this was your pick. This was, you know, the ultimate right. mock draft, but but give me your best guess for the Saints pick on Thursday night. Oh, really tough. Um I'm going to say wide receiver out of Florida, Kadarius Tony. 
Mm. I think he could very well be the pick for the New Orleans Saints. We're hearing more and more whispers that wide receiver could be a big time reality for the Saints at the bottom of the first round. A lot of what I talked about before with giving whoever their new quarterback may be uh, the, another weapon out there. And they lost Emmanuel Sanders as well as Jared Cook this offseason. So looking to add another pass catcher makes a lot of sense for this team. And there's no reason to wait to do it, especially when you have a guy like Kadarius Tony who could do a little bit of everything, which is exactly the type of receiver and the type of player that Sean Payton loves. He's a perfect fit. He makes a lot of sense and he could be used a lot of different ways in the scheme. So I'll go with Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver out of Florida. Odyssey's NFL analyst Ross Tucker agrees with this direction. Man, I watched some Tulsa games this past year studying for some of the other games I was broadcasting. Zabin Collins is an absolute monster. There just aren't many guys like him. Six, four and a half, 260 pounds, but still athletic enough to be able to make plays in space. I mean, every game you watched, he wasn't just doing it against the run. I mean, he was making plays in coverage in the passing game. Then he'd turn right around and he would be able to rush the passer. Love Zayvon Collins' skill set as a player. And finally... Terrence Clark, a freshman guard for the Kentucky Wildcats men's basketball team this past season, died following a car accident in the L.A. area on Thursday. Clark was 19 years old. Kentucky head coach John Calipari said in a statement, I am absolutely gutted and sick tonight. A young person who we all love has just lost his life too soon, one with all of his dreams and hopes ahead of him. Terrence Clark was a beautiful kid, someone who owned the room with his personality, smile, and joy. People gravitated to him. And to hear we have lost him is just hard for all of us to comprehend right now. We are all in shock. And now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Monday, the NBA playoff race is changing by the night. We'll make sure you get up to date on where everything stands after a monster weekend. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.